Hello, my name is Sheridan Ruth and I am here to welcome you home. This is the Exposed Podcast. Where we reveal the body-based ways to ease anxiety, heal trauma, and create an empowered connection with love and money using nervous system regulation and a healthy dose of self-compassion. This episode is a special one for my entrepreneurs and everyone who might be independent or doing things with money and business and life and purpose in a different way. My conversation with Holly is one of those conversations where you just feel good and things flow. We're talking particularly about the energetics of business as well as all of the things that people don't really talk about on the internet. Holly Burgess works with conscious companies and personal brands to build lasting legacies, legacies through visionary business strategies and energetics. She built her own legacy through her sales and marketing career, multiple successful business ventures, deep study integration and embodiments of tools that stand the test of time. While becoming a sought-after business strategist, she was led on the journey of rebirth and liberation to the upper limits she placed upon herself. So others can do the same. She integrates energy medicine into her work using her extensive training as a certified shamanic practitioner and Reiki master to help clients align with the business vision they build together. This conversation is absolutely amazing. I'm really, really excited for you to move through it. Before we get into it, though, if you're interested in using nervous system regulation, emotional alchemy, and using your body to expand past your own upper limits through your journey of expanding into more money, more abundance, entrepreneurship, whatever that looks like personally for you, I'd like to invite you to come on to www.sheridanruth.com forward slash expansion and book your free 30-minute expansion call where you will receive coaching and support around getting you to the vision that you really hold dear in your heart. You're going to walk away with some tools and some tips on how to get there. And if it feels like my ease framework is going to be the best fit for you right now, we will go ahead and have a conversation about that. So pop down to the link below in the show notes and book your expansion call while we get into the start of this episode. Holly, I'm so excited to have you here today. We have a lot of ground to cover. Um, beautiful, beautiful listeners. Holly is, has a really wonderful and impressive story as it relates to chronic pain and a considerable, a considerable amount of weight loss and therapy and healing and becoming your own, your own, what is the word that I'm looking for? That your own inspiration almost is like what I, what I think of when I, when I see you, Holly. Um, And yeah. And uh, entrepreneurship and uh, energetics and (laughs) so many things. So we have a lot of space to cover and we're going to try and do it beautiful listener in a way that you can as always apply it to your life 
uh, apply it to yourself and walk away with some tangible tips and tools. And we're going to speak about it through the lens of the chakra system. But before we can do any of that, Polly, can you can you share the nitty gritty of your experience going from a traditional kind of entrepreneur working with money to a spiritual entrepreneur, your weight loss, your experience with pain and all of the wonderful details of how you ended up here today. Oh, I love this. So hi, Sheridan. Hi, everyone who's listening. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really glad that we formed a connection and I'm really excited to share today. I'll start just with a quick introduction and then I know we'll break into the different steps of my journey. But essentially, I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I have several businesses that light me up and sometimes those businesses blend together. Sometimes they don't. My main trick is marketing and business strategy. So I do work with a lot of entrepreneurs but I also work in energy healing and retreats. And essentially, I like to say I'm an ascending soul and I'm here to lead with my heart open. I, you know, look back at my journey and, you know, I think about what that means to me, right? Ascending and being a soul who is here to lead with my heart open. And for me, that's for myself as I grow and I look back at all the versions of myself. It's in my marriage. I'm with my soulmate of 15 years. It's in my household, even with insane dogs, with my clients across my businesses and for the collective as we raise the, vibe, the frequency of the planet. Yeah. Wow. That's really beautiful. I have such a like a funny word with like with the word ascension because I am all about like going down into your legs and getting heavy in your body <laughs> yes. and that is like in a funny like, contradictory way like getting down and deeper into your body and heavier in your legs is kind of also how I like ascend into the world and so yes yeah it's it's and I think we'll, we'll cover a little bit about that as well I think when we talk about the energy and the chakras and stuff uh yes. So spoiler alert a little bit, not just, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so how did, like, have you always, were you, did you just come out into the world and you were like a 12 year old who was doing all of this work or was there like a bit of a progression? <laughs> I love that lead in. That's awesome. No. Oh my goodness. So my journey goes back so many years. You know, I spent my entire corporate career in sales and marketing and just, I think around, so around 2016, I hit a point where it was like, okay, I'm not where I want to be. And I had not hit the stage of personal development to understand the work that I needed to do inside to then reflect what my outside world looked like. And at the time, I really, to be honest, I thought that the problems that I had, you know, the level of success that I wanted, which just by the way, like I had been incredibly successful, but it wasn't enough for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I hit this point where I truly believed that for me to, you know, be exactly what I wanted to be and, and reach the levels of success that I desired, that my body was the problem. And so at the beginning of 2017, I had weight loss surgery. And then I went through about a year journey where I lost 172 pounds. 
And, you know, I'll tell you when that shell broke, <laughs> I saw what was underneath it. And that was where I consider my healing journey to have become, to have begun. And in 2019, I reached this level of frustration with, at the time, I thought it was with the world, <laughs> with not getting promoted and not, you know, like not achieving what I wanted to in the corporate world, again, had been very successful, but I couldn't see it. I couldn't see what I had achieved. I could only see what I hadn't achieved. And I also really measured myself by that when that's not how we should measure ourselves in the first place. And so to me, the solution was to become an entrepreneur. And so in 2019, I started my first business and, you know, I leveraged what I was known for to start with. And, you know, my career had been across industries, but it had always been connected to sales and marketing. I had spent the last five years of my corporate career as a marketing consultant. I worked with uh, everything from mom and pops all the way to multi-billion dollar corporations, and I built their marketing strategies. So for me to go to an entrepreneurial model, it just made a lot of sense to start a marketing agency. So that's what I did, started it in 2019. And my team and I served, you know, over 50 businesses. To be honest, we crushed it out of the gate, 300% year over year growth from 2019 to 2020, all in the middle of a pandemic, which was a blessing because a lot of people needed help with digital marketing, but also like, you know, such a scary season to be celebrating one year as an entrepreneur, like right in the midst of a pandemic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, that was where it all started. And then that led me up until you know, 2020. And I think that, you know, that just shifted so much for so many people. And that was when the cracks started to show, to be honest, it was, you know, hold on. Okay. So I lost all this weight, the shell that I'd protected myself came off. And then I, you know, went full force into business. And mind you, I became an entrepreneur with the idea that I was going to leave that behind, that I was going to stop trying to define myself by success and that I was going to just maybe do some part-time consulting and really get my health in order because I had this mm -hmm, huge problem mm -hmm. with chronic pain. And so I went from that to two weeks into entrepreneurship being like, oh no, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> Cause that's yeah. super scary. If I slow down, I might die, you know? So went straight to like full on success and full on, like, let's build this big business. And then yeah, around 2021 was when it all kind of, like I said, the cracks started showing. I started, you know, really seeing what was under the hood and seeing that there was so much work to be done on the personal development and healing level. I think that what you're demonstrating here is such a common thing where we we have this thing inside. Yeah. And I, I think I figured this out with my experience with hair loss, where we have this like discomfort inside and we almost like pick, we just pick a problem. Like yeah. literally you've got a menu of problems in life. So you just kind of pick a problem and you yes. say, well, the reason that I can't have X, Y, Z is because this is not going the way that I want. Like I'm overweight. I don't like my body. I don't look this way. Um, the problem is like, I don't have the correct experience. I haven't had the right training. The economy is going X, Y, Z. Um, I'm using, like, I have to use this strategy or this funnel, or like, I have to figure this thing out. And it's like, actually it's my partner and my partner is the problem. And actually, no, it's my energetics and my energetics. Like we just pick all of these little things to, and it gives our brain this like anchor of like, okay, if I just fix this thing, then my whole life will will change but then exactly yeah. like what you said 
we we do it because we're amazing yeah. and we get stuff done and then we're like that didn't actually go I don't feel the way that I thought <laughs> that I would feel right. um hmm, what's with that and even what you're saying and I see myself in it as well about being like I'm gonna slow things down I'm just gonna have a couple of clients we're just gonna do this entrepreneurial thing and then your nervous system sees that space in your calendar and is like <gasps> uh-huh this is a bit weird and I'm not used to it oh my god and because the unknown means unsafe according to your yeah. body it uh-huh. freaks out and does all these sneaky things to get you to go back to it uh yeah. and once again we're in that thing where there is a body-based discomfort and we're solving problems on the outside in order to avoid the body-based discomfort and not yes address the thing on the inside that is actually the problem. Yeah. 100%. You know, it, it just, I thought my problem was one thing. And I know you and I have talked before about how entrepreneurship is just such a beautiful catalyst for our personal growth and for our healing, because it really just forces you into it, you know, and there's a lot of ways to go about it. But for me in particular, I do believe that if I had stayed in the corporate world, if I had stayed in my career, it would have taken me longer because I think that I would have probably spent a few more years really blaming what I felt on the inside, on my outside circumstances, you know, like my boss not giving me the huge promotion I wanted, or, you know, like not feeling like I made as much money as I wanted to. And then again, it's like, I look back and I'm like, good Lord, I made six figures. I was very appreciated by all of the people that I worked with. It was just truly never enough for me. So going Mm -hmm. into entrepreneurship, I took all of that with me, you know, like we're not our business, but we're so connected to it that the things that are going on inside of us are of course going to play out and reflect in our businesses for sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, and then not even to think about like our attachment to success and our attachment to money and all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it is definitely a, and like, I think Holly and I, you were kind of, you and I are really honest about this Yeah. where if you choose to dive into the uncertainty of entrepreneurship, there will be a moment where you feel like, Oh, that wasn't what I expected. It's not always what is painted to you in beautiful marketing from coaches and and things like that and I think that's why you and I agree with each other and we appreciate each other because we're like it's amazing and and yes it's a thing to get you you have to get used to it (laughs) yes yes it's a lot for sure Yeah. Yeah, And I found just everything was coming to the surface, you know, and it's so good looking back, but God, I didn't feel good in the moment, you know, and, you know, I watched, you know, and really, I think that I hadn't even realized, or it may have been, it may be that it started manifesting in a different way, essentially, but I look back at when I lost the weight and um, I've spent a lot of years kind of on unraveling this, right? Because I developed really awful chronic pain in 2019, which is part of the reason that I became an entrepreneur. And so just so I'm super clear, like you had the surgery, you lost the weight, you developed pain, you became an entrepreneur. Yes. I'm curious, how do you feel the pain? Like, is that linked to having had the surgery? 
Yes. Yes. So for me, what happened, it's physical pain. So what, what happened for me is I, when I lost the weight, I naturally began essentially like, I wish, um, you know, you guys aren't viewing, but, um, you know, I wish I could demonstrate for you. I essentially started like holding my body over itself, almost like in the fetal position. Like I always had my arms crossed over my chest and I would lean forward and I would cross my legs. And that's how I spent most of my time sitting. And I had not done that before. And I, as I've gone down this journey and I've unraveled this ball of yarn, I first thought that that postural position was really about um, not feeling comfortable in my new body. And I think that was part of it. But as I've continued down my own path and really, really understood what's at play, and I know Sheridan, you, you know so much about this. So I think that, yes, there was a piece of me that was very uncomfortable in, you know, what my body looked like after losing weight. But I think that the next layer at play was definitely a nervous system response. It was, okay, like I'm scared. I'm truly scared. And then I think about too on the energetic level related to the heart chakra, right? So I think truly that not having that shell around me scared the crap out of me, right? And so I think that my heart was trying to open and literally I just had this deep resistance and my heart was just like trying so hard to protect itself because I was so afraid of being hurt without my shell around me. So I created yeah. my own manifestation of chronic pain through just like incredibly bad posture at the root of it. Right. But there was so much reason behind it. And I got to the point, I mean, I was having MRIs. I was having all of these tests done working with a neurologist because I had these incredibly awful headaches and I, I couldn't mm -hmm. even function. And mm -hmm. it got to the point I could work like two or three hours a day. And this was when I was still in corporate and luckily, you know, I was in sales. So, you know, I was able to like, as long as my numbers were where they were needed to be. And I was, you know, helping my clients and my clients were happy. It truly didn't matter how many hours. I worked, but it got to the point there at the end, the last couple months where I really was almost not able to work. And I didn't understand that truly the core root of it was just how I was posturing myself because of my discomfort in my body and in the journey that I was going through on the inside. I'm really glad you said all of that <laughs> because yeah, it's really, really true. And also just like seeing you in that, that's really big, you know, yeah. like totally seeing you in that. Can I share what my mind is doing kind of with my education and background and the way that I would explain yes, it? Yes, absolutely. So, okay. When we look at things, I'm going to look at things both from a nervous system perspective and an Ayurvedic perspective. Ayurveda yeah. is this beautiful, wonderful ancient medicine that is all about the creating, um, a vibrant life that is a life of, of joy and, and and essence, right? Yeah. So on an Ayurvedic point of view, the nervous system is governed by the elements of air and ether, right? It's moving around. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when we have a when we have some things that happen that make us feel unsafe or we experience a lot of stress. Or for some reason, the body doesn't feel grounded in reality. It doesn't feel safe. It doesn't feel like it can be on this earth. Yeah. One of the ways that it actually creates that sense of groundedness and security and armor 
is, or we feel really depleted, it creates armor, is actually by gaining weight. So it creates Mm -hmm. this physical suit that is heavy, that connects you, it makes you feel really grounded, and it makes you feel really protected. So I, and that makes that ground, that makes your nervous system feel grounded and protected and good. Then if we lose weight, and especially if we do it in a way that is quite rapid, Mm -hmm. uh, it's this massive change that resonates to the nervous system as trauma. So with yeah. the ner- your body has gone through trauma. And what does the body do when it goes through trauma? It says, well, I am really unsafe because I do not have my armor. I do not have my grounding. Um, I am not protected in the way that I have normally been protected. And I don't feel good about this. So what do we do? Right. We hunch over, you protect your heart, you cross your yeah. legs. So the whole front of the body is inaccessible to it. The front of the body is the Danger. most vulnerable part. Yeah. Yeah. That your guts and your organs and your lungs. So your whole body becomes inex and your reproductive organs. Your whole body becomes inaccessible to possible danger. And that's just saying to me, oh, your nervous system doesn't know that you're actually safe. Uh, you protect the heart. You're exactly right. And what else does it do? It contracts because what do we do when we have, if I need to run from a lion, my muscles actually contract and blood flow goes to them to prepare me to create big explosive movements to run away from a lion. However, when there is no lion and you're not (laughs) going through uh, that natural progression that you would if a lion were chasing you and your body thinks that the lion is just everywhere all of the time, we get that chronic extended inflammation um, and contraction, which creates things like pain and migraines and makes you want to do like that hunching over, protecting even more. And it creates, and I we talked about this on another podcast, um, I'll link it below, about it creates that feedback loop of pain. And so if we could come back and we can say nervous system, you're safe, subconscious, you're safe, everything loosens up. And I'm sure, Holly, that's where your story goes. So maybe you can tell us. And Sheridan, thank you so much for sharing all that because it's so affirming because I've essentially like just through my intuition and through like the exposure I've had to the different types of nervous system work have kind of crafted, like, this is what happened to me, you know, but to hear it directly from somebody who has so much more expertise in this area than me is so, so beautiful, so affirming, and just honestly reminds me what I've been through and helps me honor it. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for letting me share. Cause it's a really, it's a really good example. I think of what, and I, I mean this with lots of love, most of us are trying to avoid because it sounds yeah. like it's really difficult. It really was. It really was. And I went from, you know, in the process of trying to figure it out, you know, I went from therapy, you know, well, actually it started with all of the like physical things, right? So it started with, um, you know, like I mentioned neurologists and, you know, MRIs and physical therapy and chiropractic and all of the things to try to resolve my issue. And then that led to therapy and then that led to EMDR, um, which is a type of therapy. And then really, honestly, that just completely like, it was just a complete jump. I went from, you know, what was very traditional to literally someone across the street from me. Uh, I knew she had an energy healing practice and I didn't know what it was and I didn't understand it. Actually, my entire upbringing was, you know, religious, not, not in a like Baptist way, you know, nothing, you know, super, super, um, you know, strict, but I definitely, 
just, I wasn't exposed to, you know, spiritually expanded ideas and I wasn't exposed to the ideas of energy healing and things like that. And so had no idea what she did and just literally walked up to her door and, you know, obviously texted her before and said, I'd like to talk with you. (laughs) (laughs) Not 1995. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I walked into her house and I said, you know, I have no idea what you do, but I just know that you can help me. And that was the beginning of my entire journey when it comes to uh, healing work, when it comes to the healing work that I do as a shamanic practitioner, had no intention. It just benefited and changed my life so much for really like working through my own core fears and core beliefs and uh, core wounds. And then that led to year-long initiation as a shamanic practitioner. And I really didn't even go into that to do healing work on anyone else. I did it for myself. And I think that, you know, that's always a beautiful way to start. And that led to you know, incorporating, I, so I have an energy healing business, but I also, you know, do my business strategy coaching and my marketing work. And, you know, sometimes the right clients come along that both fit and sometimes they're separate. Um, but yeah, that's how we got here. That's how I learned all that I do. Um, and how I, you know, I know we're going to talk about the chakras and everything and how I learned about how I was holding that trauma in my chakra system. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It is really wonderful and really, really interesting. I have a beautiful, beautiful friend and she does energy healing and Reiki. And one of the things that, that we kind of laugh about is that she had a client who was making very successful, making a lot of money, really fulfilled in her, in her business. And then it just kind of like stopped. Like she was like, I don't know what's wrong. And so my friend did a Reiki session on her and like, that was it. And a couple of days later, she was like, I don't know what happened, but like everything just went back to normal. I'm like, I literally have no idea what happened. And we just kind of giggled because we're like, it was your energy. <laughs> She's like, I have no idea, but it just like worked. And we're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it probably wasn't that. It was just a coincidence. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, that's true. And she's like, I'll keep doing energy work because like it felt good. I'm like, yeah, it's like also that. So it's amazing. So how does that? Like, how does it connect with the chakra system and and all of that? And can you also explain how you explain chakras? Uh, Because not everyone knows how to what what they are, and there's a lot of misinformation out there. Yeah, absolutely. So. Uh, First of all, I'll speak to the idea of shamanism just really briefly. So Hmm, shamanic work, the the word itself, I don't even use the word anymore 99% of the time because it's truly the roots of who we all are. That is what shamanism is. It is the core idea of connection to our creator and our gifts and our intuition. That's it. And when you look through and you study all of the ancient practices across every single culture, and I've studied several. I've, I've worked, you know, um, in Peruvian Peruvian uh, lineages, in you know several Native American lineages, in the Celtic traditions, and the Essene traditions, Jewish traditions, and I really started to see all the common commonalities across all of those because a lot of the time we associate you know, shamanism as being like specific to one culture, but it's not, it's truly like what was practiced for tens of thousands of years on this planet across every single culture on every single continent. And when we think about the fact that literally none of these people had telephones, none of these people had the internet, right? And so when you actually study the ancient practices and, you know, that everyone was using, they're all like 99% the same. 
which is insane, right? And the reason is because we are all connected. And the reason is because it was all coming from the same source. So that I think is the most beautiful part of shamanism for me. And so everyone has roots in this work. Everyone has, you know, ancient modalities that, you know, exist within their DNA, within their lineages. And, you know, it's what resonates to your soul, right? So like some people are going to resonate more with the chakra system. Some people are going to resonate more with like Celtic culture where they believe in um, like uh, they're basically cauldron centers is what they call them. And so there's three versus seven. So, uh, yeah, so I'll speak a little bit to the chakras. Um, if you're not familiar, the chakras are essentially a system of explaining energy in our body. And it's essentially seven centers of energy, uh, you know, going up your body and your energy field. And essentially the work that I do, the shamanic work that I do, the healing modalities is heavily related to the chakra system. And it's also related to what is referred to as the luminous energy field. So this is essentially like a multi-layered field that we all hold. So your body is the center of it. And then there's layers out and out and out. And so what I, you know, have studied so deeply and learned about is truly you know, the chakra system and how each of our chakras is defined and, you know, essentially a place that we hold and carry different things. And, you know, so from the root all the way to the crown, we have, you know, different shadow aspects of that, that chakra, and we have different light aspects of that chakra. And when, when I say that, I mean, you know, we have things that are challenging, that are troubling, that, you know, tend to get stored there in the body. And then we also have things that are, you know, beautiful that we can use that chakra for as well. And I know we'll, we'll get into it, you know, one at a time here in a moment. Yeah, I think that's wonderful. I think one of the best ways, even if you don't like believe in the chakra system, it's a really good archetypal way or to understand certain themes and energies. So like, yes, maybe maybe we'll we'll start here, but I'll just use it as an example. Like if you engage in my work, you and I are doing a lot of work on the root chakra. Everything right. that we're doing pretty much is related to the root, well, not everything, but a lot of it is related to the root chakra. The root chakra is your connection with the earth, your connection with the sense of feeling embodied. Is it safe to be here? Am I yeah. safe? Am I connected to my ancestors? Uh, am I connected to my relationships? Do I have a roof over my head? Like that's everything that's like the root chakra. And then as we move up, the themes will change. So even if you're kind of like skeptical about the energy body, you can still play with these ideas and they make a lot of sense um, as to like, how do these elements play out in my life? And I'm just going to like, I personally believe this. this so I'm just going to like, I'm just going to say it because yeah, you can't align your chakras. You can't align them and you can't clear them. <laughs> They're energetic vortexes where energy enters from the outside world into your energetic body. They're always aligned because they live along the main channel of your body and it's an energy. It's always aligned. They're always one on top of each other. What you can do is change the way that energy is flowing within them so that you can move between the shadow to uh, the more, uh, what's, the word that I, what's the word I'm looking for, Holly? Uh, into more of the the light aspects yes yes yeah so like they're always aligned we don't need to clear them they're always going to be there we're just learning to understand how energy moves through them and leverage that to live a happy life 
Sure. Yeah. I, I, I like that you said that because I use the word, you know, balance. I, you know, I, I believe it's truly about balance in your energy and balance in each of your centers. And I also love what you said at the beginning of our episode about essentially the word ascension and what that means. And because I will tell you, I work with a lot of really incredible people who have done a lot of work, right? They have done a lot of work on their upper chakras, the upper three. And, and when we talk about this in a second, that's how I'm going to talk through them really quickly. I'm going to talk about the three lower. I'm going to talk about the heart as the bridge, and I'm going to talk about the three upper. And they've done a lot of work on their three upper chakras, but there are still having a lot of challenges in life. And it's because there's so much that needs to be addressed in their root, their sacral and their solar plexus. Yeah. I, I'm going to say one thing and then we'll get into it, but I yeah. always hear about how like the way that meditation was traditionally created, it was made for people who were spending a lot of time in their lower chakras. And that's why it's all heart opening and ascending because they were oh. living with the land they were making their food. And then we took these Eastern practices and we brought them over into the Western world where we have phones and computers and <laughs> we're doing all of this talking and thinking and creating. And so we're naturally spending a lot of time in these upper chakras. Yeah. And so what actually what our medicine is, is to bring it bring it down, 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 mm. down. And I think that's also why people are like, oh, but I meditate, but like, it doesn't work. It's like, well, yeah, because <laughs> we're not creating balance, like you said. Yeah, 100%. I completely yeah. agree. Um, so I'll jump in. I'll jump yeah. into the bottom three. So your lower three chakras are your root, your sacral, and your solar plexus. And so Sheridan, I know I'm preaching to the choir here, but I'm hopeful this will be helpful to some listeners. And the root is essentially located at the base of your spine or your tailbone. And it truly, I know Sheridan alluded to this, alluded to this a little bit. It's it's representative of your, your foundation, your safety, who you are. And it often carries past life wounds as well. Like, you know, it's not just from what you're experiencing right now. And it's it's where you typically are gonna find a lot of the things that are going on with you that are coming through genetically, that are coming through your family line. And so it's it's typically where all healing work starts. So when I work with a new client and in the healing work area, what they, I pretty much can guarantee the first session will be a root chakra based session. And so some of the things that are really, really based in the root chakra would be, you know, themes around self-worth, themes around scarcity, authenticity, uh, represents your young childhood. It represents your fear of rejection, your fear of abandonment. And then we move into the sacral chakra. This is your lower abdomen. It's below the navel and it's associated with sexuality and creativity. And what I've found here is a lot of energy comes up around doubting our creations. This is a big one for entrepreneurs, right? And it's a lot of the fear of judgment will come up in the sacral. And shame will also come up in the sacral. It, it can come up in the root chakra as well. It's really going to depend kind of what the shame is based in. But I'll find that a lot of clients have shame um, come up in the sacral that needs to be released as well. And then with the solar plexus, you're looking at the upper abdomen, it's below the heart or the bra line essentially. And it's associated with personal power and it's all about your confidence. It's all about taking action. Dear listener, before we wrap the end of this episode up, I want you to know that I see you. 
I know that you're ready to bounce back from difficulties in your life quickly and with more ease by having the tools to regulate your nervous system and find inner peace instead of inner conflict. I know you're ready to embrace life's challenges and stresses and feel confident to take on whatever comes your way, including anxiety or anger, to move through them without manipulating them, without having to spend eternity in uncertainty, sticky emotions and physical discomfort. You are ready to celebrate the growth of yourself, your relationship, your finances without experiencing shame or guilt when you're doing it quicker than those around you, which is why I'm extending an invitation to you to book a expansion call where we will dive even deeper on exactly what you need in your personal situation to make this a reality, to go from overwhelmed managing big emotions and perhaps going into anxiety or depression to overflowing abundance, ease and certainty. You'll get free support around your unique situation and we will also discuss whether or not working through my ease framework in a one-on-one capacity is the best fit for you right now on your journey of becoming more resilient and regulated. Use the link in the show notes to lock in your call ASAP. Yeah. Yeah. And can you see how they, like beautiful listeners, can you see how they almost like build on top of each other? It's like we have our foundation. Okay. Here's how we're experiencing life, relationships, emotions, even like sensuality. And then there's this like, are you conflict like now that you have that do you have confidence to almost like take action out into the world and and yeah. that expands as we as we move further up that's a really good way mm-hmm. I like the way that you describe them yeah thank you yeah and I'll move into the heart I like to always call the heart the bridge you know it's obviously bridging the lower three chakras and the upper three chakras together and Sheridan spoke to just how important heart work is uh, which is by the way that is my company name it is my personal mission and I came up with the name of my company before I had any idea where any of this was going and to look back now and see that like really learning to keep my my heart open to be able to clear resistance to be able to have a calm nervous system to be able to receive was so much of my journey. And I did not know that at the time, but my soul knew. Right. And so obviously the heart is exactly where it sounds like it is. And it's a center that's all about giving and receiving love and joy and peace and what blocks us there and what causes issues. Some of the, the shadow energy is going to be heartbreak, feeling unloved, resisting love, And some will say, like, if you're not going to do any other energy work, if you're not going to do any other focus on, you know, clearing your chakra system or, you know, focusing on, on healing to work with the heart, if nothing else, right. Because it is the bridge and it does have great impact on the rest of the chakra system as well. I actually would kind of agree with that. So all of, I have my, my steps and it always begins with nervous system regulation however the only way to actually create nervous system regulation is by accessing the energy of self-compassion which lies in the heart and if we were to do if if we were to just do one thing in the world and nothing else the first step would be connecting with compassion for yourself because you clear everything else when you really come from that place of compassion and it's actually hard to get to sometimes you think you're some of you think you're compassionate and you're like hardcore judging or trying to get rid of a part of yourself. 
when we come from that heart-centered energy of compassion, doors kind of open and you're able to access things. And so, and that's kind of like what you do with your clients and what I do with mine, even though probably in our first sessions, we're going to address root chakra related themes. Mm -hmm. We're doing it from the energy of the heart. Yes. Oh yeah. I love how you explain that. And I completely agree. It's, you know, and I'll share, this is a little bit, a little bit off subject, but I know, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, in society in general, we talk about gratitude practices and I'll tell you what got me to be able to actually live in gratitude was through compassion. It was through heart work, through opening my heart, because I, you know, I'm just not a person who can just like write down five things that I'm grateful for every morning and feel like in that energy all the time in the way that we need to. Right. But when I actually really, really allow myself to feel deep compassion for others, first of all, of course, you know, like what other people are going through the, you know, like, like, especially like if I find myself comparing to somebody else's life, like the first thing that I'll do is think about like, okay, well, what other challenges come with that? Right. And, and really feeling into that and then for myself as well. So that self-compassion, and then all of a sudden it's easy. Then all of a sudden I am the person who can dance around the kitchen and be grateful for my blessings because I have dug into that compassion. Compassion is really the key for me to get to a state of gratitude. I agree. I like, yes, 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 yes. Okay. What happens after the heart? I love it. I love it. So the upper three chakras, I'll go through those real quickly. So your throat, it's right where it sounds like too. And the throat is all about using our voice. It's all about communicating with others and sharing our gifts. That's all the light energy of it. And then a lot of the things that will come up in the throat that are, you know, things that we're working through are feelings of guilt, feelings of fear of speaking up, fear of being heard, um, and also an over need to be seen and heard can show up there as well. Now with the third eye, this is right between your eyebrows. It's also called the brow chakra. And this is really associated with vision and perception, not only of this world, but of all worlds, of all realms, of the divine, all of it, right? And some of the things that will come up as challenges here is not trusting our own intuition, a lack of vision. Uh, You know, if I work with someone and, you know, especially like when I work with someone on the business side of things and I'm working on their business strategy and they're like, I don't really know what my vision is. You know, that's very third eye themed um, because we all have a vision for our lives. Right. And some, that doesn't mean that it's some like, you know, I want to speak on stage to millions of people, like everybody's vision for their lives. is different, but feeling like a lack of vision or just knowing that vision and not feeling that you can follow it as me and my work. And as I've learned is really big theme in the third eye about perception. And of course, right? Like your third eye perception, but it just didn't occur to me until later on in my journey and really perception of yourself and perception of others. So I had, you know, some big confidence issues come up as I was navigating and, and, you know, growing myself. And those confidence issues sometimes came up in my solar plexus, but a lot of the time they came up in my third eye because I had developed this idea of myself that wasn't even real. And then the last piece that I find in the third eye a lot is some difficulty making decisions. And then when I look at the crown chakra, which is the top of your head, this is really all about connecting to the divine and all that is. It's really about remembering that we are one piece of source. We are one piece of unity. We're one piece of of what is 
what is, right? And when we have challenges in our crown chakra, we have a difficulty with seeing the big picture. We feel disconnected. Mm -hmm. We feel, you know, maybe closed-minded can come up there. But I find more than anything, it's it's really, it's that feeling of disconnection, feeling disconnected from yourself, feeling disconnected from others, feeling disconnected from the divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And something that I'm thinking as you're speaking is that if not being able to have a vision, yeah. not being able to envision your future, I see that that's a trauma response of it's not safe to envision the future mm. because my heart yeah. will be broken. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it just speaks to the importance of like layering on layering and layering on each center and each center and each center. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's really curious, really, really interesting. Um, yeah. If I, like Holly, what would your advice be for the listeners who clicked on this and they're like, okay, this is really curious, really, really interesting. Now that they've listened to this podcast, what do they need to go and do? <laughs> yeah, I love that. So of course, you know, this is your body. You don't need, you know, you don't need a coach. You don't need a healer. You don't need to work with anyone to, you know, really become in touch with your own body. You know, there's a whole lot of different tools that you can use. Of course, there is, you know, journaling and understanding where things are coming up for you. There is, you know, the idea of, you know, just essentially like looking online and finding some beautiful meditations, finding some you know, heart opening meditations are a great place to start. Uh, but obviously working with a healer or working with an amazing body-based coach is going to be really, really transformational in your life for sure. And at the end of the day, if you, a little quick tip, if you really are curious about how you're doing with your chakras and if anything is blocked, you know, you can test them yourself. You know, I have clients all the time and they'll go get a pendulum and essentially use the tool. You, you train it to say, you know, show me yes, show me no. And then you say, show me my root chakra, show me my sacral, show me my solar plexus. So you can actually have a, a you know, feel for yourself. Like, are you feeling any unbalanced energy in that area of your body? It will show you, it will tell you. So interesting. So excited. Really, really cool. Okay. Um, and of course, Holly, you're able to support our listeners with this if they want to reach out to you. Where can, how yeah. can they do that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can find me on the socials. I am at I am Holly Burgess on all platforms. I primarily hang out on Instagram, but I'm on a few. And you, if you have any interest in my business work, the work that I do in business strategy, which I do incorporate energetics into, uh, would be hollyburgess.com. And if you are, you know, I am very, I don't do a lot of energy work. I'm pretty, it's mostly referral based these days. So if you have an interest interest in working with me exclusively in energy healing work and not specifically to business, just reach out to me on social um, and we can connect there and talk about some of the things that I have on offer. Yeah, cool. Amazing. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you for chatting. We all have lots of homework to go and do and things to <laughs> contemplate. Um, 
Yeah. And thank you so much. And everyone go and listen to my podcast on Holly's podcast. Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. I completely <laughs> forgot to share that. Yeah. I have a podcast as well. It's called business energetics with Holly Burgess. And I think Sheridan's and we're recording right now on February 2nd. I don't know uh, when this will release, but it's going up, I think next week. So it'll be out by the time. Yeah. That anyone yeah. would be listening to this one. It'll be perfect timing. Amazing. Okay. Thank you so much, Holly. Thank you. A big and special thanks to Upturned for composing this magical piece of music and to GS Studios for mixing it. To find Upturned's other tracks or ask for your own special custom piece of music, go say hello using their contact details in the show notes.